The Blue Jackets are in New York tonight to try and snap this three-game losing streak that they have uh, got going on. Today, we're going to talk about how they can do that, and uh, we're going to check in with the Monsters as well. It's not Monday, but we're going to do a Monsters Thursday today on Lockdown Blue Jackets. Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. For those of you watching on YouTube, you can see me for the first time. I have a face. Hi, this is my YouTube debut. Uh, I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster. You can see down on the corner here. Uh, you can find my Twitter handle there. And uh, I'm very glad that you are here with me today in this uh, very exciting first ever YouTube episode of Locked on Blue Jackets. Before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms and now YouTube. So make sure you are subscribed on your podcast app of choice, subscribed on YouTube, leave your likes, your comments, uh, just anything, anything you want. I appreciate you, whether you're a first time listener or watcher or a regular listener, should be a regular watcher. I, uh, I appreciate you. Today, we are going to be talking about the upcoming game against the New York Islanders. Blue Jackets have uh, done pretty well against the Islanders so far this season. They have a series, uh, they've only played them once, but they won in overtime. They haven't played them since the 22nd of October, which is, uh, it's been a minute. The Islanders kind of had a slow start to the season. They've picked it up a little bit now. Uh, They're still lagging behind the Blue Jackets. I don't think they're going to catch them. Uh, They are nine points behind. They have got four games in hand somehow still. The Islanders have uh, somehow played way less games than literally every other team. I don't understand how how that's happened, but uh, it has. Um, Yeah, after a a really, really brutal start, the Islanders have picked it up. They're 21, 24, and 8. The minute they got 30 points, and uh, they are just behind the Blue Jackets. Four, fifth in the Metro. Fourth in the Metro is uh, looking pretty much out of out of reach at the minute, I think. Uh, the Washington Capitals lost in overtime last night and then won their previous game, uh, I believe, against Seattle. So they, uh, they have increased their lead on the Blue Jackets. They are uh, 12 points ahead of the Blue Jackets with two more games to uh, play. So the Blue Jackets have a couple of games in hand, which is not terrible. Uh, hopefully a win against the Islanders can inc- both increase the lead on them and also decrease the gap between uh, between Washington and Columbus. And then uh, the Minnesota Wild are in town on Saturday, so or Friday, I think. Uh, another big game. Haven't faced the Minnesota Wild yet. We're going to be talking about that on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Blue Jackets. But uh, today, let's talk about the Islanders because, like I said, it's been a minute. Uh, they were, I think it was like the sixth game of the season or something. They played super, super early and then nothing since then because of like schedule weirdness. Uh, so the Blue Jackets have three more games to play against them. They've got, obviously, 
tonight and then uh they've got the end of march and then the first of april it looks like they've got a uh home and home with the islanders i think playoffs pretty much going to be going to be sorted out by then but uh it'll be interesting to see how how this shapes up like i said the uh the islanders have really picked it up uh, they had a really, really slow start to the season. Everyone was super confused because they're supposed to be the New York-based team that's good. Uh, but their the underlying team stats seem uh, seem like they're going pretty good. The goaltending is uh, is also looking pretty good. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Uh, we're going to quickly check in with the Blue Jackets before we do some more kind of in-depth looking at the Islanders. Uh, Eric Robinson, I believe, has been activated from IR, so it's not out of the realm of possibility that we see him either tonight against New York or potentially tomorrow against Minnesota. Jonas Corposalo, uh, I think, starts tonight. There hasn't been any kind of official notice on any of on either of these things, uh, but he, he has been practicing for a couple of days. Uh, he's been activated off IR, I believe. Uh, JF Brube has been sent back down to Cleveland. And of the two games, I think the Islanders is probably a better uh, welcome back for Corpusalo. Uh, the Wild are struggling a little bit at the minute, but I still think they are a much better team than the Islanders. And honestly, the Islanders play kind of low event hockey. So, you know, if you want to ease Corpusalo back into uh, this this level of play, then the Islanders are probably a, a much better a much better option. So hopefully getting a Robinson back, who has missed a while with uh, a knee sprain, I believe, getting Corpusalo back, which will be good to rest Elvis because he has played a lot in the past kind of couple of weeks since he returned from his own injury. And, you know, the way you injure goalies is you play them too much. So hopefully having Corpusalo back, hopefully having two healthy goalies will be uh, beneficial to the team uh, as they continue this, this stretch towards the trade deadline, which, by the way, is not March 12th. Uh, so I do apologize to literally everyone who I've said, oh, the trade deadline is on Saturday, because it's not. I don't know what I was talking about. It's March 21st. Uh, I have been looking at one and two, uh, or I've been looking at two and one and seeing one and two. And so I have spent like the past two weeks being like, oh, the trade deadline is super close. Why has nothing happened? It's because it's not happening for another couple of weeks. So uh if you have noticed that I've been making this mistake, then I, I apologize. If you haven't noticed, then welcome to the welcome to the show. Uh, occasionally, I say dumb things like that. Um, players to watch for the Blue Jackets are going to be Oliver Bjorkstrand, who has four goals in his last five games. Somehow, he he's a streaky player. We know this. He scores in bunches and then doesn't score for ages, but he hit 20 goals against Toronto. Uh, I still think the, his first 30-goal season is well within reach. Uh, and against a, an Islanders team that doesn't score a bunch, I think having guys like Bjorkstrand, they should be on watch. Uh, Patrick Lina has six points in his last five games, so he also should be on notice for, uh, I think he's, he's probably due a, a two-goal performance uh, after that rocket of a shot against Toronto. Uh, I would be surprised if he doesn't get on the score sheet against the Islanders, extending his point streak. Uh, I think he's back up to three or four games in the point streak after having his 11-game one snapped. He started a new one, doesn't seem to be slowing down much. So, you know, that's good. Jake Voracek has five assists in his last five games, and I think he's creeping up on 40 assists, which seems bonkers. Um, like I said, goaltending, I would assume 
it's going to be Corpusalo. There's there's really no way to know because they don't seem to tell anyone until right before the game. Uh, so probably around the time you're listening or watching to this, you'll probably find out what, who the goaltender is. But I would assume it's going to be Corpusalo for reasons of... Uh, that's what I would do. So uh, I look forward to seeing Elvis Musley tonight because they never seem to do what I would like to do. Um, in a minute, we're going to take a look at the Islanders. Like I said, it's not a hugely different team to the one that the Blue Jackets faced at the start of the season, personnel-wise, but playing-wise, it's quite different. So we're going to have a look at their team stats and uh, all of those things. But first, I will show you about Bet Online because it's that time of year again. College basketball tournament is finally upon us. That means it is March Madness. We are in it. And from all those latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and information. They remain the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, apart from this one, obviously, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting. Uh, they've got hockey. They've got UFC. They've got wrestling they've got football when it comes back they've got baseball when it comes back and your favorite vegas casino games you can find it all at betonline.net so head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action because bet online is where the game starts so the islanders are kind of a similar-ish team to the blue jackets honestly uh they don't score a bunch they don't shoot a bunch uh they have pretty similar team stats as the blue jackets uh, their power play is 22nd to the blue jackets 23rd their penalty kill is 9th to the blue jackets 16th the penalty kill has slipped a little bit uh in that game against toronto uh they have pretty good face-off percentage they basically don't score in games uh they are 27th in the league with 2.57 goals four per game to the Blue Jacket, who have crept, crept into the top 10. They're at 3.28, ninth in the league. But on the flip side, the Islanders don't allow a lot of goals. Uh, they have a an average of 2.77, which is good for ninth in the league, versus the Blue Jackets, who continue to hover around 30th in the league because they just can't seem to stop allowing goals, as we saw in the game against Toronto, where they allowed Toronto to score five goals. But that's... It's fine. I'm over it. We've moved on. Uh, it's a new day. The Islanders can't seem to score goals, and the Blue Jackets can't seem to stop allowing goals. So it'll be interesting to see how that turns out. And the flip side, the Blue Jackets love to score goals. The Islanders don't seem to like allowing them very much. So this is either going to be a 6-5 disaster game or a 2-1 overtime game where both of the goalies look incredible. And I haven't decided which one, which way it's going to go yet. Um... Players to watch, uh, Noah Dobson has turned into quite a good defenseman for the Islanders. Obviously, they lost Nick Leddy. Uh, at, I believe last year's trade deadline, uh, he went, or in the offseason, uh, Jean-Gabriel Pajot has four assists in that time frame as well. But honestly, it's the, the goaltenders, I think, that are... The kind of the, the players to watch for me, anyway. Uh, I don't know again who's starting Ilya Sorokin because all of the goalies in New York have to have all of the teams in New York have to have a goalie that with the initials IS, I guess. Uh, Ilya Sorokin is 18, 12, and 7 with a 9 2 3 save percentage and five shutouts on the season. Semyon Varlamov has kind of slipped 
into backup status and has been struggling this season. Well, no, that's that's unfair. He's 3-12-1, but he has a 9-11 save percentage. So I think it's probably pretty fair to say he's not the one that's struggling. The team seems to struggle behind him, which is, again, something we've kind of seen with the Blue Jackets is they play differently. With depending on which goal he's in there, and uh, I haven't watched a ton of the Islanders play this season, but apparently, you know, judging by these records, uh, that seems to be how uh, how the Islanders are doing as well. Uh, so, like I said, they've got a re- pretty good penalty kill, power play kind of dismal, same as the Blue Jackets, so I would imagine special teams are not really going to come into play here, and they don't score a bunch of goals, but they also don't allow a bunch of goals, which is the opposite of the Blue Jackets score a bunch of goals and also allow a bunch of goals. They are kind of the antithesis of the Blue Jackets, we may win, but I may die. Uh, they seem to be playing the, uh, there is a, I have it on good authority that there is a hockey game happening, but we want no part in that. So it'll be uh, interesting to see how those two things mesh. I feel like it's going to be a very stoppable object meets movable force or stoppable force meets movable object there you go i can i can use words um i genuinely have no idea how this game is going to go uh it could legitimately go one way it could go the other way it could be a blowout for the blue jackets could be a blowout for the islanders it could be a one nothing shootout win for a team i really hope not because shootouts are bad and i hate them um a one nothing overtime win would be fine, but please, God, no more shootouts. I'm tired of shootouts. I hate them. They're a coin flip. At least overtime is exciting and has more like actual hockey skills at, at, at length. I should do an. I will maybe do an episode in the off season about uh, overtime versus the shootout and my my opinion of it. Um, in a minute. We are going to move from the Blue Jackets' woes to the Cleveland Monsters' wins. They are doing uh, pretty well at the minute. I tweeted a fun stat that I'm going to get into uh, in just a minute. That is what's coming next on Locked on Blue Jackets. So the Cleveland Monsters went through a nine-game losing streak earlier in the season, which they snapped, I believe, in mid-February. Uh, since they snapped that win streak uh, with a uh, massive 2-1 overtime, uh, I don't even think it was overtime, I think it was a regulation win against the Utica Comets, who are the best team in the division by a country mile, the Cleveland Monsters have gone 7-2-1-1, uh, one, uh, one or, you know, 7-4. and four. Uh, For people who don't pay a ton of attention to the AHL, instead of doing wins, losses, and overtime losses, they measure uh, wins, losses, overtime losses, and shootout losses, so... Since that nine-game losing streak, the Cleveland Monsters have put together a record of seven wins, two regular losses, an overtime loss, and a shootout loss, or nine point nine games where they have at least a point in the last 11, which is just night and day to the nine games previous to that, uh, or the 11 games previous to that, where they lost nine or ten of them. Um, I think it helps that the Blue Jackets have been getting healthier. Um you know, they've they've had a lot of their players given back. Uh, Jake Christensen is back with them. Trafix Wolanski is back with them. Uh, Jake Christensen, who scored last night in an incredibly exciting game against the uh, Wilkes Bar Scranton Penguins. The Cleveland Monsters would end up winning that one 3-2 to two in overtime. Uh, the Monsters 
have kind of put a lot of things to bed in these games as well. Uh, you know, I talked at length on Monsters Musings, which is kind of on a little bit of a hiatus at the minute, but that's the podcast I do with Dina Weinheimer over at Field Pass Hockey. Uh, they have struggled on special teams. They have struggled to score goals. They uh, they do a bunch of stuff, uh, not super well, but they've been pretty good in these past, like, 10 or so games. Uh, the power play was uh, doing really well. Last night, they scored two power play goals, uh, one from the aforementioned Jake Christensen, who just got his first NHL goal uh, the other day with Columbus, and uh, Carson Meyer, who I think has, has had a lot of criticism this season for kind of having that sophomore slump. You know, we had a really good season last year, and this, this year he hasn't quite been able to put it together in the same way. And so I think there's been some... Uh, cognitive dissonance, I guess, as to his game. Uh, so it was really good to see him get one on the power play. And then uh, Dylan Simpson, the captain, finishes it in overtime, gives them the win, and the Blue Jackets, excuse me, the Cleveland Monsters can uh, continue their climb back up to, hopefully, fifth in the division. Uh, the AHL playoffs are, are super weird. I think it's the top five teams in the division get to make the playoffs. Uh, or in the North, anyway. It's a, there's a it's a different amount depending on what division it is. But I think it's the top five teams. The first seed will get a bye to the second round, and then two will play five, three will play four, and then it'll go from from there. So if they can climb up past, uh, I believe Syracuse and Belleville are the teams they have to beat, uh, and they're both still pretty pretty within reach. The uh, the North division that the Monsters are in is kind of a Kind of a weird one this season. There's like two really good teams, and then everyone else is just kind of okay. And then there's the Monsters and Belleville at the bottom, who are just not very good. But I think Belleville is definitely catchable. I think Syracuse is also definitely catchable. Uh, I don't know that any team above them is catchable. I believe next is um, the Toronto Marlies, who I don't think they could catch. Uh, the Rochester Americans lost to Laval last night as well so that helps a little bit i guess uh laval is is really kind of putting things together in a, in a fun and exciting way at the minute so again i don't see us catching those but the if the monsters can creep up on belleville then they have something to work with you know playoffs are kind of different in the ahl in the like there's no point really at which it makes sense to be like okay well we're gonna count ourselves out and regroup for the next season because they don't affect the draft position. They don't really affect the trade deadline. Um, you know, if the monsters miss the playoffs and the Blue Jackets end up making them for some reason, which I, I don't think is super likely, then obviously that gives the Blue Jackets a bigger pool of players to work from in terms of black aces. Uh, I think, you know, as college seasons start to come to an end, uh, the Blue Jackets just signed a... Uh, left winger out of the University of Wisconsin-Madison earlier today or uh, last night, actually, excuse me, uh, to a, an entry-level contract. He's just finished his four years there. So, you know, I imagine he will go straight to the Monsters, but it's it's college free agent season. Uh, I would be very, very surprised if we do not see Kent Johnson inking his entry-level deal in the next kind of two to three weeks. I don't imagine he'll go to Cleveland. I think he'll probably go to the Blue Jackets and maybe kind of bounce between the two, depending. But I could see him making an appearance in the next couple of weeks. And that's kind of 
that's kind of where the monsters are is well they're probably not making the playoffs but finishing strong getting plenty of ice time for their young good players uh getting some college free agents in i imagine that's where this uh uh free agent from wisconsin is gonna go and uh i mean excited to see how he how he turns out a couple of the scouting guys that i've talked to are really high on him and excited to see how he does when he turns pro so that is uh, something that we'll probably take a look at in the next couple of weeks the next time we check in with the monsters but that's uh that's kind of all i've got for you today uh tomorrow we will be doing a squadcast. cast uh, we've got seth topal of locked on wild here to come and talk all things minnesota because it's been about 800 years since these teams faced each other and you know we got to check in with our expansion team buddy over there in the western conference minnesota had a really exciting start to the season and has kind of declined a little bit recently so i'm gonna be sure to ask seth uh, what's going on with that and of course all about the superstar Kirill Kaprizov so that's what's coming up tomorrow on Lockdown Blue Jackets uh, but as for today thank you all for listening thank you for making this your first listen of the day or your first watch of the day if you are on YouTube I have been Jay Foster you can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster which you can see down at the corner here if you need to know how to spell that uh, Locked on Blue Jackets is wherever you can get your podcasts and on YouTube. We're also on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Jackets. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at LockedOnBlueJackets at gmail.com. Uh, make sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. Make sure to subscribe on your podcast app of choice. Uh, make sure you go and make your second listen of the day after you've listened to this one, of course. Uh, Locked on Fantasy Hockey, where... Uh, Steel Rodin and Flip Livingston are giving you the tips to make your fantasy hockey team winners. And uh, until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.